Grab your fucking whoopee cushions. Get your pranks ready. Just kidding. We're watching a movie. Welcome to this week's episode of Beware the Board, a horror podcast where we watch a randomly selected horror movie every week. Except this week, we're not doing that, Ben. We're watching an April Fool's movie, as Bob said, spoiling the intro. <laughs> we're watching April Fool's. We're, wa- we're watching a horror movie for April Fool's this year. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but Benjamin does. That is true. Benjamin does know what the movie is. Benjamin doesn't seem excited <laughs> April about the movie. April Fool's, I didn't choose a movie. <laughs> you fucker. I'm going to go on Netflix and hit random. That would be crazy. What'd we get? Oh, know. God. No, I'll go on Shudder and we'll just watch whatever's on the, the Shudder channel. That just scares me. I don't know what it's could be, on be there. What's that really lame movie you watched with our artist? Skinnamarink? Skinnamarink? Yeah. That movie's not lame. That movie's fucking scary. Lame. Lame. You ready? Yeah, Ben, what movie are you watching this week? We're watching April Fool's Day. Oh, what? That's a movie? Yeah. It's just called April Fool's Day? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm down. I'm down to clown. All right. Uh, You ready for my description? (laughs) Sure. Captivating description. Yeah. Everyone's having such a good time. It's scary. (laughs) I want you to know that's in quotations because I pulled that description straight from the trailer. (laughs) Straight from the trailer? Jesus Christ. All right. This guy in the most 80s narration over footage goes, everyone's having such a good time. It's scary. Jesus Christ. I love when we watch holiday movies because it's such a grab bag of what in the fuck are we about to watch? It's always something Sometimes nuts. good. We watched Halloween and Black Christmas. Those are good. Those are good, yeah. And then nothing ever <laughs> I think our Thanksgiving movie was okay. That's it's a- not the movie I would have done for that statement i would have said our valentine's day movie was okay no, i like that movie a lot but actually. no you chose blood rage not blood rage no you're right it's, it's blood, blood rage. rage yeah yeah it's okay think of blood quantum that's a good movie. that one's about the native americans that's yeah. the other side of the thanksgiving spectrum <laughs> yeah two sides <laughs> all right so it's an hour and 29 minutes long sure it's rated r okay it's got a 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb, uh-huh. a 55% tomato meter, uh-huh. and a 47% audience score. Okay. Listen. I we're we're coming off of a, a movie, I don't know. I'm 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 nervous, Ben. I'm nervous. We're coming off of The Wind and I'm just you're spoiling the behind the scenes stuff that we filmed this right after. I know. You're spoiling it. I'm not spoiling anything. I'm upset about it still. All right. Awards? Okay. Oh, did it get any? Big old goose egg. Nothing. Awesome. I think that might be the first one in a while we've gotten nothing. This is the first one ever. Really? They normally get nominations. Mm, Nothing. Although this is old enough that, like, it didn't get any nominations at the time because there wasn't as many. Yeah. And most of the films that we've watched that are older that only have nominations got them, like, years later. So. Mm. All right, notable actors. Deborah Foreman as Muffy. You might also know her as Julie in Valley Girl. I don't know what that is. Have you heard of Valley Girl? I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. I'm going to sell it to you right now, and you're really going to go want to watch it. Okay. You ready? Sure. It's like an 80s teen romance movie, right? Okay. The leading man? Okay. Nicolas Cage. Okay. You know what? (laughs) I didn't think you could convince me. With the opening of that statement, but that's very, very interesting. As the romantic hot man. Oh, that's in fucking a teen awesome. Teen romance movie. Oh my god. Okay, that sounds really interesting. I might actually go watch that later. 
And th- that's the 1983 original, not the remake. Yeah. Griffin O'Neill as Skip. You might recognize him as Augie in The Wraith. Never seen it. Fair enough. You haven't seen anything. Yeah, I, every time. I've never seen it. Either. Clayton Rohner as Chaz. <laughs> Chaz. He plays David Hill in Mope. 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 That sounds familiar. Jay Baker as Harvey. He plays Jeff in Toy Soldiers. I have not seen Toy Soldiers in a very long time. Not the one with actual Toy Soldiers. Huh? The, the one with the little action figures. Is that what you're referring to? No. No? You're referring to the actual movie Toy Soldiers? Yes. Okay. <laughs> there was another movie from when we were kids with like sentient action figures. Yeah. That's not the movie. Yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Pat Barlow as Clara. You might also know her as Miss Prescott from 21 Jump Street. I haven't seen that either. Not the movie. The TV show. Oh. She's only in one episode. I have not seen that either. So you might not recognize her. Yeah. Lloyd Berry as the ferryman. He a- appears as a homeless man in Jumanji, Scary Movie, and Alien vs. Predator Requiem. What the fuck? He's the homeless man actor. Yeah, he's like a character actor. That's very funny. <laughs> the homeless man in three different movies? <laughs> he like must his, really be gone for like it. like top role. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Deborah Goodrich as Nikki. Uh, she also appears as Deborah in Just One of the Guys. Never even heard of that. Tom Heaton as Constable Potter. Uh, he also appears as, uh, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right, Turner in Slither. He's in Slither. Well, who was I that? I think he's the old deputy. Oh, the older deputy guy? Because I was trying to I remember. I think so. I couldn't figure it out. I don't know who that character is. Because the guy, the actor doesn't have like a picture on his IMDb profile. Oh, but also like none of those cops get names unless you read their badges. Yeah. Think it might be that old one, the old guy. That makes sense because he would have been old when this movie came out. Mm. And Slither was fucking two thousand six, nineteen eighty six. So yeah, twenty years later. Twenty years later, he'd be an old man. So yeah, his name Leia Pinsent as Nan. She also appears as Veronica Miller from the industry. She was on sixty five episodes from nineteen ninety eight to two thousand three. Oh my god! I think it's a Canadian TV show. Ah, Mike Nomad as Buck. He also appears as Doc in Cocoon. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about Cocoon. That movie scares me. The one with the old people. Yeah. Really? I've never seen it. Like I've seen parts of it, but that oh, that's like a me. fun movie for like kids. It, it's set in like Florida, right? Yeah. In like a retirement it's like a home. Fun movie for kids and adults. Like no, it isn't. Yeah, it is, Bob. It's a family movie. <laughs> isn't it about people getting put in cocoons? No. Huh? It's a family movie. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Am I thinking of the same thing? I think you're thinking of Cocoon. I think you just don't know what Cocoon's about. I've only seen parts of it. That's the problem. Like, I've seen, like, maybe a total of 20 minutes across the whole movie. Basically, there's these cocoons, right? Yeah. And these aliens have just stored them in the swimming pool at this nursing home. Yes, yeah, uh uh-huh. And when the old people go into the pool, it makes them younger. Oh. So it's basically a movie about a fountain of youth. Oh. The cocoon is just an object. It's not about cocooning people. Oh. Huh. Yeah, I thought that movie was very different as a child. <laughs> I saw it when I was like... I've, I'm telling you, I've only seen like maybe 20 minutes of the whole movie over the course of a couple of hours. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's like... Well, Here's one you know. Okay. Ken Olint as Rob, who is... Do you remember? We talked about him before. Is he? Oh, God. Not him. Not who him. It? Who is it? Oh my god! Is not it, you. 
is he fucking Matthew is he May. Nathan from Leprechaun? He is Nathan from Leprechaun. Fucking a. Your favorite character from that movie, the douchey guy. He fucking sucks. <laughs> All right, he sucks so much. Here's our two big hitters, though. Okay. All right. They're actually big people in this movie. I'm excited. Yeah. All these people were kind of big in the 80s, but these last two? Big, and I should know them? Yes. Okay. We'll see if I do. Amy Steele is Kit. She's Ginny in Friday the 13th Part 2. Okay, well, I haven't seen that one. I know. This, but is, this is interesting She is to very me. noteworthy. Yeah. Okay. And this one you should know, and if you don't, I'm going to be very disappointed in you. You're always disappointed, Benjamin. But, like, very disappointed. Okay. Because I know you should know this one. Okay. Tom Wilson as Arch. Do you know who Tom Wilson is? The name isn't familiar. Biff Tannen in... Oh, shit! Back to the Future. Yeah. Okay. He's Biff. Okay. I didn't know the name, but I know the guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, cool. You know he is voice actor? Really? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, I was looking through his IMDb page. He does a ton of voice work. That's really cool. Over I'm like glad he's still doing A bunch work. of different shows. That's really nice. It's kind of interesting to see. Yeah. God, he's such a douchebag in those movies. He is a douchebag in those <laughs> he's movies. He's the fucking worst. He is... <laughs> Not a douchebag in everything, though, which is very shocking. Like, yeah. I would think that's his typecast because Back to the Future is so big. Oh, yeah. Not really. Interesting. Um, I'm excited like to see him in other stuff. some of his animated stuff, he isn't doing, like, douchebags because obviously it's animated. Yeah, and you can kind of um, just change your voice to fit the character. But he doesn't really change his voice all that much. Really? Yeah. Let me see. I'm going to pull up some of the things he's in. Because I'm fairly interested. I watch a lot of animated shows. I wonder if he's in some of the stuff I've seen. Yeah, if I didn't know that one, you could have. I would have let you punch me. <laughs> Good. Yeah, because like we've talked about this. I've seen Back to the Future. I know. <laughs> I just didn't know his name. I don't know actors. I'm not good with actor names. It's just a problem I have. Well, I know, but if I if I just went, he's Biff Tannen, and you went, who? Yeah, I mean, yeah. All right. Plays Cecil Star on the Patrick Show. Patrick Star Show, mm. which you probably don't know. Yeah. Cecil Star again in Camp Coral. Again, don't know. He plays Sandman in like a kids version of Spider Man. That's cool. Then he's on like a bunch of different like regular shows. Let me see if I can find one you would know. He's Henry Haywood in DC Legends of Tomorrow. I didn't watch Legends of Tomorrow. He's Coach Lawrence in Troll Hunters Tales of Arcadia. I don't know what that is. He's Banana in Pig Goat Banana Cricket. uh, Huh? It's an old Nickelodeon show that ran for just a little bit. It sounds like it ran for just a little bit. That sounds fucking nuts. He's Bucket in uh, the How to Train Your Dragon franchise. Oh, I haven't seen How to Train Your Dragon, so. But I think specifically, like, the TV show. Ah, uh, not the movies. Mr. Bigley in Tom and Jerry's Giant Adventure. Well, okay, we can't talk. We're not going to talk about Tom and Jerry in the podcast. <laughs> this was my transition. <laughs> I set it up. Ben and I had a very long conversation about lo- old cartoons for a really long yeah, time. Yeah, like, at work. Before school in the morning, I'd turn on, like, Cartoon Network or Boomerang. Yep. And in that period before school, Looney Tunes and Tom and Jerry were the only thing that was on. So I think I've seen pretty much every episode of Tom and Jerry that they still are allowed to play on TV. Yeah. I've seen so many Same thing with Looney Tunes. And Looney Tunes. I saw so much of that stuff as a kid. Uh, He was Finn in Epic. No, I don't know that. I was hoping you would name some anime, because I don't know if he did any anime voice acting. He plays a couple different characters on Adventure Time. Oh, that's cool. I've seen Adventure Time. I've seen Adventure Time. I have. I've actually seen that, you fuck. Jesus. Oh, there I go swearing too much. I'm sorry. There was my one fuck for the uh, episode. (laughs) I don't remember I clipped that. He plays Catman in a bunch of Batman stuff, including Batman the Brave and the Bold. Don't know that series. Stan Carter on The Spectacular Spider-Man. 
I haven't seen that in a long time. He's on a bunch of like TV shows like Bones and Psych and House. Oh, okay. Bring it all back to Bones and Psych. Jesus. I like both those shows. I know you do. <laughs> we talk about them more often than not. Because mm-hmm. I haven't seen them. So it's always like, have you seen this episode of this show? And I'm like, no, I haven't. And then it has to be explained. He's Trent on Johnny Bravo. I'm trying to remember who that is because I've seen Johnny. I've seen some Johnny Bravo. I don't know that character was off my head though. This has just become me going <laughs> through his IMDb. Dude, going through Tom Wilson's IMDb. <laughs> no one stopped me. I mean, I can't. I could stop you, but I'm not going to. If you don't want to stop. Well, you you said if there's anything you know, and I'm like, I don't actually know. I don't think so. I don't think you've named a single thing that I've been like, oh, I know that. Like, I know who that is. I know that voice. Well, he's on a lot of things you would know, like Pinky and the Brain, but only for, like, an episode. Ah, that's fair. Like, Duckman? He's on Duckman. What the fuck is Duckman? Ooh, he was in five episodes of Gargoyles. That's cool. Gargoyles slaps. That show was really cool when I was a kid. Yeah. I'm surprised you knew that and not some of these other ones. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. He was on 14 episodes of Gargoyles. He was on five episodes of the spinoff ah. of Gargoyles. Gargoyles is really He's Matt Bluestone. Oh! Lieutenant Matt. Okay. Yeah, I know who that is. All right. We got there. We got one. Yeah. I watched a lot of Gargoyles as a kid. That really? was like one of my shows. Yeah. I fucking love Gargoyles. So fun. So oh, he was cool. also in Batman the Animated Series. Oh, okay. I've seen that. And obviously, Back to the Future, the animated series too. Oh, I didn't know they did an animated series for that. I didn't that. know that either, but now I do. All right. Back to the movie. Yeah. Maybe we'll cut that down so it wasn't the full five, ten minutes that it was for us in real life. I'll leave some of it in. All right. Director... F- is Fred Walton. He also directed When a Stranger Calls. That sounds really familiar. It does. We've mentioned it on this podcast before for a holiday feature. Do you remember what one? Fuck. Not it it's not Halloween. Nope. It's is it Thanksgiving? I'll give you a hint. It's the other good one. Christmas? Yeah. Oh, okay. Black Christmas. Yeah. When a Stranger Calls is the urban legend that Black Christmas is based on with the like the nanny. Oh, yeah. You didn't call it that in the episode. You called it, um, oh, God. I actually re-listened to this episode recently. Because, oh, did you? Uh, yes. I was just, I was bored, and I was doing some, uh, like, work on something, and I wanted something to listen to the background. And I listened to some of our old episodes in my free time. But just to, like, basically gauge the content, I guess. But, no, you called it uh, the nanny and the man upstairs or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's probably the name of the urban legend, but there's other names for it. Yeah. This is the name of the movie, but it's. It's based on that one. Okay, that's cool. Uh, writer is Danilo Back. Uh, he is very famous. Okay. For only one thing. He uh, contributed, he has a story by credit for Beverly Hills Cop. What is that? The one with um, Eddie Murphy? I right? don't know what you're talking about. Really? Genuinely. Yeah, I've heard of it. You said that and I thought you were going to say Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Hey, Beverly Hills <laughs> Chihuahua. That's what, I thought, that's what I thought you were going. This one, Beverly Hills Cop. Well, that's Beverly Hills Cop 2. You said this one that didn't show me your phone. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Okay. No idea. It's one of the big, like, uh, Eddie Murphy films. I I didn't watch a lot of Eddie Murphy stuff. Because that was back in 1984, so, like, that was before he was real famous. Mm. Yeah, no, I didn't didn't watch a lot of stuff as a kid. It's like Bad Boys or something. You know, it's like a cop movie, but comedy. Budget, estimated at $5 million. Box office. That's a pretty big budget for, what, 86? Yeah. That's pretty solid. $5 million? Turnout, 13. 13 million? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Doubles. Okay. A little bit more. L- almost triple. That's Not pretty amazing. solid. I mean, that's solid, but though. enough to basically pay for itself, because you need, what, double, I think? Yeah, I think you, I think we've established so, double. Decent. Not getting another one, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm not complaining. Country of origin. United States. Oh, I was hoping it was Canada. Also known as Horror Party. 
That's the alternate title in West Germany. Tagline? Please do something stupid. Two. Please give me a stupid, cheesy April Fool's tagline. One that's kind of at the top of the poster and one's at the bottom. Okay. First tagline. All right. <clears throat> Guess who's going to be the life of the party? That's not bad. Tagline two. Okay. A cut above the rest. <laughs> mm, neither of them were April Fool'sy enough for me. Yeah, but like this movie wasn't even called April Fool's Day in some country. It's called oh. Horror Party in West Germany. Fair enough. You know? Fair enough. I hadn't thought about that, I guess. Right. Here's my cool facts about this movie. <laughs> Fun facts with Ben. Bob lost it. If you all could see the shoulder shimmy he did when he fucking said that, you all would be laughing too. That was the goofiest thing I've ever seen you do. It was so entertaining. It kind of looks oh like... Oh my god. Have you ever seen the serpent come out of the basket? Oh yeah, yeah, when people play like the uh, the flute? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ugh. Content warning here. Oh. Just for certain... Nudity, violence. Due to the plot similarities, this movie is oh. sometimes compared to Agatha Christie's 1939 mystery novel. Murder uh, on the Orient Express? No. Oh. That is Agatha Christie, right? Am I stupid? That's a Perot novel. I'll I swear up. to Christ. I swear to Christ if I'm wrong on the podcast again. I'm not going to confirm or deny this because I don't remember. I think it's a Perot novel. I swear to Christ. Agatha Christie. Ah, I was right. Fuck yeah. Nice. Good job, Bobbert. Thank you, Benjamin. I needed that. I needed that win after after the loss of today. <laughs> so, the novel it's based on okay. is And Then There Were None. I've never heard right? of this. That's the American title for this book. Okay. The original UK title for this book, this 1939 book, is Ten Little N-Words. <laughs> 1939 title. Oh, Oh, um, I've heard no, I've I've seen people do a riff on that name before. Yes. So the name of that book references a nursery rhyme, like a counting rhyme. Yeah. Slash a minstrel song. Yeah. Which is called that. And like the more common name after uh certain I, words became not okay to say anymore. Yeah. Is Ten Little Indians or Ten Little Soldiers. I've I've there was a um <clears throat> a YouTube channel that I watched for a while that did a similar concept and it was called it had a similar name it was like 10 little x and it was the same idea it's like a murder mystery type thing which I assume the Agatha Christie novel is the same thing yeah basically people start dying and they meet the way that people die in that nursery rhyme yes yes okay, okay. so I this is a concept I'm familiar with I guess but they're they're just similar in like setup this movie in that novel mm-hmm. okay which I'm not going to spoil the setup of sure this, you don't want you to know, thought I should mention that uh, a cool. novelization of this film was written by Jeff Robin and oh. was released in 1986 by Pocket Books alongside the film's theatrical release. That's really cool. We haven't seen a lot of that, but a lot of like slasher films and horror movies coming out around the 80s, maybe the early 90s and stuff, 70s, had like books released that were just adaptations of the screenplay. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. We've mentioned it a couple times. I mean, the only similar thing I can think of is when Terrifier came out, they released a comic book. Yeah, of the it's movie. like that, but it was a very common thing for a while. And it's books, which are a lot different than, than comics. Like comics, yeah. okay, whatever. You that doesn't take that long stuff. to make. But this is a book, so you have to get an actual writer to like write it, ghostwrite the whole thing. And then edit it, and then have it published. Yeah, that's a lot of work. In 2008, 
This film was offered as a DVD double feature with... Don't say it. My Bloody Valentine. Oh, okay. That's fine. What do you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say New Year's Evil or something. New Year's Evil! Can we say that? Is that copyright? Uh, it's the name <laughs> of a film and totally not a song. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. All right. Final thing I got for like facts before the movie. Sure. There is a 2008 straight-to-DVD remake that retains the original concept of this movie, but is heavily altered oh. to make it, quotation marks here, contemporary. <laughs> it's 2008, so it's contemporary for 2008. Get out of here. But it's also <laughs> apparently very different. I've heard it is a stinker. I, every time, what is it with holiday movies and people making remakes that are just straight up ass? Well, that's not always true. That's not always true. The Halloween remakes aren't all ass. No, well, and I've heard they're not great. Some the Terror ha- Train remake? Well, yeah. And Terror Train 2. But see, the difference here is Terror Train and this movie's remake were both direct to DVD or streaming service, which <laughs> is not enough. a good sign. When will Blood Rage 2 come out? That's the real question. Because <laughs> I want to watch that. <laughs> okay, first of all, the people died. You can't yeah. have Blood Rage without the... Uh, the Oedipus setup. complex yeah. incest thing going on. Yeah. I'm glad you went for the twins. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to talk about the Oedipus complex. What was his name? Oh, God. We watched that movie he in really fucking November, dude. He really wanted to have sex dude. with his mom, though. No, his mom wanted to have sex with him. Uh, I think it was both ways. Terry. Terry. Or was Terry the one that wasn't evil? I don't remember. It was Terry and something else. No, I think Todd's the good one. That's where it was Terry and Todd. Oh, my God. Because he goes, I'm Todd. Yeah. I'm not Terry. Terry. God, that movie that movie is if you have not seen that, if you're watching listen to this episode, go I do, watch our review of Blood Rage. That is a short ass episode. Go watch it. It's funny as hell. Or just go watch the movie. Don't watch the movie. With friends. Do, okay, if you're gonna watch it, watch it with friends. Because it is it has some cool stuff. I'm not gonna lie. It's not cranberry sauce. That shit's funny. Like it's not a good movie. No, but it's a fun movie. That's the that's the point, Ben. Alright, well, are you ready? Yeah, I guess, Ben. I guess. I guess. No, this is the episode. It's done. No, I'm going to go watch <laughs> it. We're not watching it. The movie wasn't real. Shut up. All right, everybody. What I... if I just put together a cast list for a movie that doesn't exist? I would be so pissed <laughs> off. If we just recorded this whole intro and there's no actual movie, I'm going to be beyond mad that at you. That would be the best April Fool's joke no, ever. You're wasting so much of my time. I have to wait until you know more about movies. So I can set it up where it's like this perfect cast and director list for you specifically. Ben, don't do it. <laughs> I'll be through the intro, and it's like it was all a lie. The the audience <laughs> would let get to hear me strangle you on mic. They would just hear you like <laughs> they would hear that. Everyone would appreciate it, including the prosecution. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! I think we're gonna go watch April Fool's Day. We'll see you all in a minute. All right, see ya. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We just finished watching April Fool's Day. April Fool's. We finished nothing. We didn't watch any movie. It doesn't exist. It's not real. uh, Benjamin, you can't keep fooling the audience like this. We did watch a movie. Get pranked. But he's not lying. We didn't watch April Fool's Day. We watched Charlie and the Chocolate Factory instead. No, we watched Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. No, we watched Charlie right. and the Chocolate Factory because oh. that movie sucks. I don't want to watch that one. <laughs> I don't either. Now, we actually did watch April Fool's Day. Uh, what are your thoughts, Ben? I liked it. 
I liked it too. It was good. All right, those those are our thoughts. That's the end of the episode. Um, Bye. Uh, my second thought before we get into the spoilers is go watch this film before yes. we talk about it. Absolutely. This is one of those movies where like we say it a lot because it it feels bad. If you don't want anything about this movie spoiled, which I highly recommend, you don't want things spoiled. Yeah, go watch it. There's some films where like you can have some stuff spoiled and still have a fun time. Yeah. You will still have a fun time. This is with a this fun movie. movie. It's just you'll enjoy yourself much better if you don't know anything about it. Exactly, which is why I'm glad that we watched it with me having nothing, knowing yeah. nothing about it. I gave you barely anything in the intro too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know shit. But yeah, this is movie is with no spoilers. It hits everything you want from an April Fool's horror movie. Yeah, it is so fucking funny and like genuinely good. Also, it's just kind of fun. It's fun. It it very much reminds me of it's. I would say it's probably on par with something like. My Bloody Valentine in terms of, like, being a movie about a holiday. Like a campy, almost slasher-like movie. Yeah, a movie about a holiday where the holiday is involved and still makes sense and is not just, like, shoehorned gimmicked in there, right? Yeah. It's actually good and makes sense and is fun. It's not just like, oh, let's call it April Fool's Day for no reason. Yeah, like, it is thumbs, Bob stamp of approval for that. No, not gimmicky at all, to be honest. I all was right. worried it was going to be so. Do you have anything else you want to say before like, we get into the spoilers? No, I don't think so. All right. I'm going to hit this real fast because I don't want to, you know. Even hint at what the, yeah. I will hint at stuff, but I don't want to hit on things too hard. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, yeah. I, I've been trying to control my summaries. Fair enough. So they're more brief. Yeah. So quick summary so we can get into the talking. Muff, who I just want to make a note of. Who? Why would you name your child Muff? Muffy? No, it's Muff. I know, I know. It's not short for anything, like Muffin? Nope. That is one of the jokes they make, and it's very funny. <laughs> what is that short for? Muffin? No, but what's the other one he says? Oh, he says Muff Diving, which yeah. is something completely different. <laughs> it's not short for that? Nope, not short for Muff uh, Diving. Muff is the daughter of a very, very rich man. Very, very rich. Uh, he has, like... A net worth of fifty million. He's in. This is in nineteen eighty six. So he is fucking schloated. Yeah. God, the inflation. <laughs> but you know, long story short, she's inviting all her like wealthy college friends. You can tell they're wealthy. Let's be honest. They even they even say how wealthy they are. It's a point. They're not fifty million wealthy, but they're well off. They're wealthy. She invites all her friends over to this house she's inheriting for like a weekend, mm-hmm. and. The house is on this island in the middle of a, a bay or something. I think it's, yeah, a bay or a lake. Yeah, some large body of water. So the friends all arrive at the dock where they have to take a ferry over to the island. Yup. And two of the guys, Skip, Muff's cousin, Yep. and Arch. Arch, who is played by the guy that plays Biff. Is Biff. He is so funny, by the uh, way. I thought he's, he's very funny fantastic. I, I will say this before we keep going. The characters in this movie are fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I think this is a good point to say that most slasher movies, all the characters, really forgettable. Yeah. Most of the characters in this, pretty great. Pretty great. I think the only forgettable ones, I couldn't remember Kate's name for the fucking life of me. Kate and and Rob, yeah. Once again, Nathan. (laughs) Sorry, buddy. We're just calling him Nathan? I'm just calling him Nathan. His name is Rob in the movie, but he's- You haven't seen the Leprechaun video. Nathan kind of sucks. He's better in this, I will say. Like- he is better. Yeah, I think this is that's because this is a better movie. Yeah, and I I will say I will I will shit on the actor less because probably not his fault that he did so poorly in the Leprechaun. Fair, 
but most of the characters are enjoyable and remember. Oh yeah, you're able to remember them. Yeah, I guess it's the point. But they're distinct and unique enough to where they feel like real people, and they're not just that's, like yeah, that's probably it. You know, whoever in the side room or whatever. Who are you? Yeah, exactly. But long story short, Archie Skip play a prank while the boat's driving. Yeah, and it results in a bunch of people getting into the water, and one of the people that gets into the water is the assistant for the ferry driver. Yeah. his name's Buck. Buck, yep. And after the prank is revealed, you know, Buck's pretty good-natured about it. Yeah. But he decides to essentially dock the ferry. While still in the water. While still in the water. So basically, he grabs the rope from on top of the ferry, because they're almost at the dock, and goes to throw the line up onto the dock and hook it. And while he's doing that, the ferry hits him. Yep. Like, and crushes his head partly. Fucks up his eye. And his eye pops out, and it's like, Gross. Gross. It's a really good prosthetic. Yeah. It looks gnarly. It's a very good. And this happens right when, like, the sheriff is nearby. Yeah. So the sheriff drives up, and the ferryman grabs his friend. Yep. Throws him on the boat, and they drive away. To take, uh, to take him to the hospital. hospital yeah. because he, I mean, he needs medical attention. bleeding out like crazy. His eyes hanging out. Great looking practical effects, by the way. Oh, yeah. They don't show it for long, which but I can understand. what you get to see is very good. But because they showed it so short, it looks very good. Yeah. And... You know, Ferryman and Buck drive away with the sheriff's boat, and then, you know, the sheriff kind of deals with the kids. Mm-hmm. It gives them the rundown. It's like, what happened? Blah, 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 blah. But he has to take the boat on the island. Yep. The only boat on the island. <laughs> the only boat. So, you know, long story short, all the kids are now stranded on the island. But they go, and they have their nice little party. They're having a blast. Uh, Skip is freaking out. He's mortified. He feels so bad. Because uh, his he- prank got Buck hurt. <laughs> it might have killed Buck. It might have killed Buck. He doesn't know that Buck is alive or dead. Yeah, he's at the hospital. I I don't think they know what's yeah. going to happen. Uh, and so Skip just hits the bottle hard. He, he downs like a 40 of vodka. By himself. Like a handle. And um, <sighs> when he's really drunk, he kind of separates from the rest of the group. We're all having dinner. Yep. And he gets got. He gets got. Pausing on that. Sure. In the dining room and in the house, we're kind of revealed that Muff really into pranks. Very into pranks, and that is um, one of my favorite parts of this movie. Very funny. The best prank is the chair. Is the chair. Basically, yeah. she, she's booby-trapped this house with pranks everywhere, which is very funny. It's because good. there's basically multiple scenes where she's just set up very elaborate pranks. Very elaborate. It's like, wow, you're such an asshole friend. But at the same time... This is awesome. This is awesome that it's you went so to so much good. effort for this. But the best one is she has these chairs, and it... Re- it's repeatedly only pranking Arch. Arch. <laughs> he keeps falling for it's it. It's a wooden chair, and every time you lean back in it, the back legs are on, like, hinges. Yeah. So the chair, the the legs give out, and you fall backwards. Yep. But once you're off the chair, the, the legs are, like... They're spring-loaded. Spring-loaded, but also arched. Yeah. So it sits itself back up. It is so funny watching him sit down and tumble backwards, and then the chair pick itself up. I, I time-marked it. It's good. Because me and Bob lose our shit the first time. It we is see hilarious. It. There are so many good, good pranks. Yeah, and there's good, good pranks. That's what I meant when this movie felt like it wasn't gimmicky on the April Fool's thing. Because no, the it, pranks are actually funny. It feels natural. Yeah. Because I don't know if you got this, but at the very beginning of the film, we see, well, when we are introduced to Muff, we see her have this jack in the box. Yeah. Did you kind of get the idea behind that? Well, yeah. She's, it's a bit of things since she was a kid. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of fucked up. A little bit. But basically, Muff got given a jack-o'-lantern as a kid. And a jack-in-the-box, you mean? Yes, a jack-in-the-box as a kid by 
a family member of Yeah, some it was kind. like a birthday present. And whoever did this is horrible. Mean as fuck. Because she's like four. She's not that old. And inside the Jack in the Box is a monster instead yeah. of a puppet. Mm-hmm. Freaks the crap out of her. But I think it gave her a a mean streak and a love for pranks, pranks at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Which, it, like, all her friends know her for. But, yeah, I mean, long story short, the best I'm going to summarize is people slowly start disappearing. Yeah. People it, start getting got. It becomes a whodunit. Yep. Because it very quickly is known that it's someone on the island. Must be someone on the island. Yeah. And, they finally um, get a hold of the sheriff, basically, and he's like, I've been in the hospital with a buck all day. It's not yeah. him. He's not out for revenge on you guys. It's somebody on the island. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. It's a very good whodunit, I think. I think so, yeah. It's very good. Kind of like someone, you see someone right before they die, Yep. and then it's like, we find their body later. Mm-hmm. And you kind of have to piece together clues. Yeah. Which, I, could you follow? Yeah. I, I mean, I called most of it before There's it some hints for who the actual killer is. Oh, yeah. But it, were you convinced? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was convinced. Do you want to mention who the killer is? Not really. You sure? Yeah, let's not. Let's not. No, we won't. We'll leave it. We'll leave it. Because I don't, I think that's part of, well, yeah, I know who it is, Ben. Okay. I'm aware who the killer is. I watched the movie. <laughs> but I don't think we should spoil it for anybody else. If someone, like, yeah. I. Yeah. I will say, they give you enough clues. You can put that it together. it feels natural. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Bob noticed, and I told him things as we watched the movie, like once the reveal happened, and yeah. he was like, "Oh, I should have gotten that." Mm-hmm. Which is that is always a good setup for like one of these kind of whodunit movies. Yeah, when you get to go, oh, there was this clue an hour ago that I didn't pick up, but it's now super obvious. Yeah, there's also some really cool stuff once it's revealed, like who the killer is, and they're kind of out in the open killing people. A lot of funny oh, shit happens because yeah. of the pranks Muffy has set up. Like, people will go into rooms and remove door handles, and I'm like, well, that happened 30 minutes ago. And it's like, they set it up a long time ago, and you think it's just a throwaway gag, and then, oh, it's inconveniencing this person when they're running for their lives. It's really good. Great setup for, like... It's so cool. Because in a lot of uh, slashers, especially, like, poorly written ones, you'll have things that happen that are super convenient for the slashers, yeah. killers. And it's like, well, that's not realistic. Not at all. But this time it is. Because, because it was set up. It's established. We saw that. It was yeah, the stupid prank. Super good. Uh, there's one other prank that I want to talk and about. this is where we get into the one. It's an odd thing in the movie. Kinda. Kinda. Wait, what are you talking about? The other prank. I was talking about, I was going to talk about the cigar. Oh, oh, you talk about that one, then I'll talk about mine. Okay. So there, there's there are a bunch of people on this island. I think my favorite of them might be Harvey, because he's just some southern man looking to get a hold of Muffy's father's money. Yeah, he's kind of a sleazeball. He's a sleazeball, but in the funniest fucking way. Yeah, because he's incompetent he's at being a sleazeball. He's an incompetent sleazeball. He thinks he's, like, super suave and, like, sexy. God. And he has this thick southern accent. But he's, like... The exact opposite. And it is incredible. It makes me laugh every time. Basically, Harvey sneaks into her father's office and steals some cigars. Turns out, some of those cigars are set up to be like... They're exploding they're cigars. They're exploding cigars like you would see in a cartoon. So it literally cuts to Harvey in his room smoking a cigar. He do- he talks to somebody. He does some stuff. They leave. It cuts to somebody else in the room. You hear a bang. It cuts back to Harvey with fucking dust all over his face where a cigar exploded in his mouth. It's pretty funny. Hilarious. It... It's cartoonish levels of ridiculous pranks, but it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's so good. All right. I was going to talk about the uh, maybe uncomfortable subplot prank, which is one of the people coming to the island, well, two of the people coming to the island aren't really known by the friend group. 
there's Skip, yeah, who is Muff's cousin, yeah, and they didn't really know before. Yeah, that's the only reason to hear is because he's like her cousin. There's this other girl. Talk about Nan. Nan. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, that is an uncomfortable subplot. Yeah, and Nan is friends with Muff through uh, the drama club, I believe. Yeah, uh, I think Muff did their costumes, right? No, or Nan, Nan did, did their the costumes. costumes yeah, I believe. that's what it was. And, and Muff was in a production of Ghost. And did really good, apparently. Like, you can tell they kind of hit it off, but, like, Nan's trying to be friends with her. Yeah. And so she's super excited she got invited, but she's kind of, like, the odd duck out. Because she doesn't know any of these people, right? Yeah. She's not really friends with these other people. And um, Muff plays a prank on her. Oh, God. And it's kind of uncomfortable because you can tell Muff meant it in good fun. And she did not take it that way. Basically. And can I be honest? It's kind of a mean prank. It's a kind of a mean... Well... It's not even that mean of a prank. It's an annoying prank. No, that is a mean prank. Why? But Muff doesn't know. Does she not? No. Oh. Yeah. I thought she knew. No. Then that makes it not as mean. Yeah, basically okay. Muff, while Nan was in the shower, Muff got a tape deck, mm-hmm. and she recorded a baby crying because it's kind of annoying. Yeah. And it's like, oh, baby crying. And she put it like in her closet and yep. made it really loud so that when she's in the shower, she hears a baby crying, and she comes out, and she's confused. Kind of a shitty prank in general. Not yeah. great, but whatever. It would normally be like, ha ha. Except Nan apparently recently had an abortion. Yeah. This is an abortion in the 80s, so super Way big deal. different back then. Hasn't told anyone. Yeah. And, oh, it's real bad. It makes me really upset. uncomfortable. Yeah. And i get into this a little bit. Muff is acting weird and is not around the next day. So, like, she keeps trying to confront Muff. And she just can't find her. Yeah. It's... I mean, I really called upset. it. She is really upset about she's it. She's like, "Who, who told you?" Yeah, cool. one of your shitty preppy friends. Yeah, because I, I totally get it. Nan feels like she was invited just to be pranked, to be pranked in like the meanest way possible. Yeah, I get it. I mean, like, it'd be one thing if Muffy knew, but if she didn't know, then I get the, I get that it's just a joke. But if she knew and she did that, God bless, she's an asshole. No, I think it's implied. It's, it's not fair enough. All right, I got some. Post-discussion notes. I think that's pretty good for our summary. Okay, so here's kind of like my post-movie discussion points. I know oh. how much you love those. I I do. I do like them. Oh, I think it's pretty nice. It gives us good talking points. Well, yeah, but it's also interesting to hear, like, sometimes... Some things I couldn't tell you earlier because they're spoilers. That, yeah. but also, like, it's nice to when we have differing opinions on things so we can discuss them. Also, I just want to put this out here. Doing these notes for these movies take me a while. Yeah? Because, like... I have to go look through a bunch of stuff and yeah, yeah. Copy I mean, it's it. basically just research. Yeah, I I want to get to the point where I can do a lot more than I do now. <laughs> but with that being said, maybe one movie, one movie, not even a spot, but one movie takes me about an hour. Yeah, <laughs> this movie took me like two hours. God bless. There's just a lot. All right, I'm gonna talk about some stuff right now. Okay. That are heavy spoilers for the film. Okay. This is Bob from the future coming to let you know that if you do not want anything about this movie spoiled, no major spoilers, skip to 59 minutes and 6 seconds right now. Once again, if you have any interest in watching this movie, skip to 59 minutes and 6 seconds right now for no spoilers. Okay, so I'm going to talk about the ending of the film. Oh, god damn it, okay. Because I, I have three points, three very interesting points about that deal the with end? the ending. Yeah. So, heavy spoilers... You were warned with the timestamp thing. Yeah. Great job on the editing that in, Bob. It's probably going to be some voiceover of me talking, going to be honest. Oh, but you can put a filter on your voice and stuff? I could. You'll know what he did. I don't. Yet. All right. Okay. I want you to know my original description for this, but I thought it was too spoilery. Well, okay. 
It's just a prank, bro. That's very funny. <laughs> That's incredibly funny. And I honestly, if you had said that, I probably still wouldn't have gotten it. I know, but it was it was it's too, too on close. the nose. Yeah. yeah. It's too close. You're right. Uh so I after that it was I don't know, like four, like a bunch of friends come to an island or whatever. Yeah. But then I, I listened to the trailer and I pulled that line, which I thought was very. That line is very, very funny. Good. Okay, so I'm gonna straight up spoil the ending right here. Okay. So it's revealed that the killer is Buff, Buffy, Buff, which is Buffy. Muffy's twin sister, evil twin sister, who escaped from an insane asylum. Yep. And has gone on a murder spree, and mm-hmm. it, it's very well implied. Yes. Um, very heavily implied throughout the entire movie. Like. After the first day, we see Muffy. She's wearing different clothes. She's like, I'm not dressed yet. Her hair's a mess. Mm-hmm. Before it was curly, now it's like straight. She's acting really weird. One character knows she's wearing like hospital shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a bunch of stuff. It's, it, I think it's a very well-implied Oh, for thing. sure. Like, really, really smart. But we get to the end of the movie. The two people left are Rob and Kit. And Kit. Rob gets locked in a closet. He's freaking out because his girlfriend is... Running from a fucking murderer. Running for her life. Yeah. And Buffy corners Kit. Can I can I say something? Yeah. Uh, the actor that plays uh, Muffy and and Buffy, because they're twins. So Muffy, it's the, Buffy, yeah. The same person. Phenomenal job at being different. I know. She is so fucking scary when she's Buffy. It might be as good as the difference between... Uh, Terry and Todd in Blood Rage. Yeah, on par, at least. It's very good. Because we don't... It's it's not as impressive because we don't see as much of Buff. Sure. Yeah. Uh, or Muff... Muffy? Yeah. We yeah. don't see as much of Muffy. We see a lot of Buffy. Buffy. But good job when acting. Buffy starts coming at him with a knife and shit, I, I literally said, oh my god, that bitch is scary. <laughs> yeah, She's it, scary as it's fuck. A tense mo- it's a tense moment, even though yeah. I know what's going to happen next. Because... She corners Kit against this door. She stabs her. Kit runs into the room, and everyone who was dead is in the room fine. Just sitting around, drinking. And Kit turns around and looks at Buffy, Muffy, because they're the same person, and she has this moment of, you fucking bitch. You absolute fucking asshole. Yeah. So it turns out Muffy set up the house that she's inheriting as like this elaborate whodunit experience. Yeah. Where basically people will pay to come here and do like a murder mystery mm-hmm. and enact it. I'm not sure what the logistics of the the business are. Because yeah, I don't know. Allegedly, they're supposed to know that it's a, a fake. That thing. someone did it. Yeah. So they know it's fake. So I I don't think it'll work as well as this. But basically, Muffy did a test run with her friends, and she didn't tell anyone. any of them. And when she would kill them, putting that in quotations, yeah, she would basically. Tell them what's happening and force them to join her. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure some of them had a blast. I'm sure Arch was like, "Okay, oh yeah, it sounds like fun." You can tell once once they were done getting scared and probably got through their moment of "fuck you, you fucking bitch." They were like, "Fine, I'll join in," and then they had I a mean, good yeah. time because they got to make fun of other people. That being said, if I'm Kit and Rob, <laughs> fucking done with Muffy for a while. See, I they would are, have a blast. Maybe eventually, but remember, Kit and Rob. Which Kid and Nathan made it to the end, so they thought all their friends got murdered. Oh, and some of those are really, some of them are so convincing. Right, like we can tell they're fake heads and whatever. Yeah. But in universe, they're supposed to look yeah, identical. I'd be so fucking done. Imagine if someone did that to you. I would be mad for about 40 minutes, and then I'd get over it. Really? Yeah. Because that's, it seems like, a sh- this is like over two or three days. Mm-hmm. I'd be pissed off for a while. Fair like, enough. Maybe after an hour, I'd be like, Ha ha, whatever, and then I'd relax, but I'd remember. 
Nah. Give me about 45 minutes. I'll be over it. But Mafia's revealed to do it. Yeah. And basically, they all have a party afterwards. Everyone takes it a good sport. I'd like to notice... Notice. I'd like to note mm-hmm. that Buck the Ferryman is a practical effects guy. Yep. That was very funny. So he made all the fake body parts and mm-hmm. heads and everything. Which and is his fake eye makeup that he put on in the basically water. Basically a deus ex machina for this film. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, it works. It's funny. Yeah. The it's sheriff good. is Her Muffy uncle. and Skip's uncle. Skip is actually Muffy's twin brother. Yeah, her fraternal twin brother. Because we saw a picture of two twins that yep. are implied to be Muffy, Muffy and Buffy. And Buffy because they had the same haircut, but it's... Muffy and Skip. Muffy and Skip. And the ferryman's actually the ferryman. Yeah. But he was just a good sport, and he was like, yeah. It was really funny, because she was like, yeah, he's not really an actor. And he was like, did I do a good job? He's like, did I do a good job? I was really shaken there. <laughs> it's like, very good. Oh, you did great, man. It's kind of a, a nice, heartwarming ending, I'm going to say. It, this is one of the only nice endings to a horror movie we've yeah, seen in a while. Yeah, because it's like, we got to see a very good whodunit slasher. Yeah. And then at the ending, it's like, oh, yeah, but all your all those characters you really liked? They're fine. They're fine. It's great. Great. This um, is such a good, feel-good friend movie. It is. Like... Muffy's a bitch, but... <laughs> I don't even think she's that much of a she, bitch. Oh, she's definitely a bitch. But nah, I think she's She's fine. a fun friend. Fair enough. She's definitely a bitch. Bob, they were having literal panic attacks. That's not okay. I, yes, it is not okay. But for... I will say this. Archie, I would... I could... I would do the same thing. Like... We might have to take you to a psychologist. I think There's this, a level of pranking. So it's, it's normal pranking, not okay pranking. YouTube is just a prank, bro. Muffy, way on top. I honestly, like, would you really be mad if I did this to you? Yeah. Bob, <sighs> this is on the, this is so much worse than the pranks where people, like, fake slit their wrists and go lay in the cold water Oh, what the, bathtub. the fuck? Have you not seen those? No, that's fucked They're up. They're really fucked up. This is above that. No, this isn't above that. No, Bob, no, this no, is no, 100% no. above that. No, it's not. Yes, it is, because the same thing happened. People fake death. And their friends found them, and they freaked out. <sighs> this is so much worse. I don't know why you're saying, oh, that's fine. I'd do that. If you would, you are a fucking sociopath. <laughs> it's so bad. I guess. I don't know. I guess you're, you, you wouldn't fake kill yourself. So no. So your friends and family find you. That's, that is, that's, that's what happened in this movie. What, why are you not putting this together? Bob's like, I don't want to double back on my words now. I feel really bad. I don't feel bad. I just, I don't know. <laughs> it just seems so much funnier when the movie does. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's done very lightheartedly, but it it's a really fucked up thing to do to your friends. Fair enough. Like, like really fucked up. But whatever. They're apparently okay with it, so. Well, most of them. See, Kit's mad as fuck. Kit's, but then she starts having fun with everyone. Yeah. But I think that's the thing. I think she... She calms down and she's trying to relax, but you don't you don't forget something like this. Yeah. Either way, though, the movie ends uh, with Muffy going back to her bedroom very, very drunk because they were all very drinking drunk. champagne. And there's a jack in the box on the bed. Yep. And she opens it and she starts turning it and she stops, starts again, and right as it pops open, we see Nan pop up behind her and slit her throat. I guess in like revenge for like the really really fucked up prank abortion prank which i guess is why they said it there yeah but then nan reveals that it's a prank yep on muffy which i just want to say well deserved fair enough because once again muffy convinced you that a bunch of people were getting murdered yeah that's that's real fucked up so they give her some of your own medicine yeah yeah 
Fair enough. And she believes it because Muffy is very drunk. Very drunk. Which, by the way, that's the reason I think they have the Jack in the Box in this last scene is it's kind of the showing like a prank. Mm-hmm. So by having it in the image, it's telling you a prank's going on. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't really think about that. Because technically, like we that. see we see the an image of the past setting up why Muffy's into Jack in the Boxes. Yeah. But we also see her pick up the Jack in the Box and turn it most of the way right before the people arrive on the island, mm-hmm. kind of setting up like she set up the trap. Oh yeah, I got, yeah, I didn't think about that. Makes sense. All right, so that's the original ending. Anyone who uh, is skipping right now still shouldn't be back because I'm going to discuss three alternate endings. Three alternate endings? Yes. Yo. Yeah. What the hell is this? Well, Because it's kind of like a whodunit movie, so of course okay. there can be All right. other things that happen. So in the original cut of the film, yeah, there was a final sequence showing the murder of Muffy at the hands of Skip. Oh, yeah. shit. So Skip kills Muffy over the family inheritance after everyone else has left the island. See, that makes sense. This was cut from the movie, though, uh, due to Paramount execs wanting the film to end on a high note, like we get in the the current cut. Yeah. I guess what I'm trying to ask here is, would you have enjoyed this, like, actual kill at the end of a killless movie? See, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Do you think, like, it would have made it better? Uh, it would have made it different i don't know if it would make it better i think it completely changes the tone of the movie because it's a dark tone too because it's like yeah oh ha 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 and then i'm getting the family money (laughs) yeah like that's a very different end to the movie i like that it ended on a high note and honestly it's very different for most slashers yeah it it makes the end a unique take on something like this but i think if i think both ways work but they have very different connotation to the end of the film right yeah i don't uh, i don't know i think if skip kills her at the end i think that's fine but i think i think i probably prefer the happy ending mostly <laughs> because it keeps with the light light tone of the rest of the film yeah the, I, the, if it ended like that i feel like it would be too dark personally i i think that the amount of like darkness there is appropriate yeah. for this because again it's a pretty fucked up prank sure however i think thematically the current ending where Muffy gets like a taste of her own medicine yeah. with a prank is a lot stronger. It feels like a much better rapper rap. Yeah. Like it feels like it feels like that like kind of wraps it up with a nice little bow. Because I like you know? the idea that Muffy gets her comeuppance, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the fact that it's she's then tricked and it's also a prank mm-hmm. feels like the perfect level of comeuppance. Because it's not only you got attacked yeah. and scared. It's you got attacked and scared. And you're a fucking idiot. Plus, I think it, it makes yeah. this whole subplot of Nan having an abortion actually super worthwhile. It makes it matter more. Yeah. And it, it also feel makes... feel less like it's kind of just in there for no reason. It makes Nan not a nothing character. Fair enough. Because otherwise she would have been a nothing character. She kind of is, but not in a bad way. Not I mean, in a bad way. She's just the outsider and it feels normal. Like, yeah. it, it works for this group. But and giving I mean, her this subplot makes her more important to the mm-hmm. story overall. Yeah. And I say nothing character. Characters in movies are never nothing, but there have to be background characters that do things. And she's not the one that stands out. Yeah, exactly. For me, the one that stands out is probably Arch Buffy. I love Buffy, not Muffy, but Buffy Buffy is very funny. Yeah, super spacey. Harvey, bro. Bob likes Harvey. I really like um, uh, what's his name? Chaz. Chaz. Chaz is fucking funny. Chaz and Arch have this very good chemistry together. It's it's, so good. So that was the original ending. So okay. We yeah, kind it's, of on that one. It's okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have hated it. You get why the execs were like, let's change it to a high note, right? Yeah, I think it works better. And also, 
April Fool's is like a lighthearted holiday. Also, it ties in the whole idea that this is set on April Fool's. Yeah. And has to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, the reason you don't expect the twist is because the pranks seem to be important. Mm-hmm. But the twist really does hammer home that this is an April Fool's movie. Yeah. And it makes sense for the whole it's, thing. It's so... It, it, surpri- it literally surprised the fuck out of yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I turned and started watching Bob, and he was like, wait. No. I was mad. No. I was mad. But it, right. it's good. Uh, second ending okay. is from the novelization. Oh, shit. Okay. it uses a different ending. This also includes an alternate in which Skip attempts to kill Muffy. Oh. Except in this one, he fails and winds up dying. Hmm. Interesting. Um, from what I've heard, I think the rest of the friends come back. To like prank Muffy, mm. and they stop him. Interesting. Huh. What do you think about that one? That's the weakest one for me. Really? Yeah, mostly because like I think I think Muffy getting some kind of Come recompense up, for what she did to these people is important. Now that you're like, I wouldn't do that. No, I'd still do it. But that's unrelated. Bob. That's fucked up. We need to have a conversation <laughs> about your morals. But I think him dying. I think if you're gonna go with this switch up, that there's an actual murder on the island. Which is a nice twist. That is a nice twist. If we're going for twist, that's a nice twist. Yeah. Having the murderer fail and die is a better, more happier ending. It is a happier ending for sure. Because it would have to change like the structure of the movie, mm-hmm. I think. But I think it could work very, very well. Because what you would do is you would do a double rising falling action thing. Yeah. Basically, the movie would end like it normally did with the reveal that it's all a prank, right? Yeah. Then everyone would leave, and it's just like skip and Muffy, and then there's, like, a chase sequence where Skip reveals that he's, like, a killer and mm-hmm. tries to get Muffy, and then she's forced to, like, deal with her own booby-trapped house before everyone comes back to save her and then defeats Skip. That's interesting. So there's, like, a second rise. Yeah. I'm and that sh- would give chance for a final girl circuit. Yep. Like a, Which oh. we didn't really get in this, but we kind of get it well, with No Kit. one actually dies. Which, yeah. that's the second thing. This would actually have one death in the movie. Yeah. I don't know. I think that w- that could work pretty well. It could. You're I'm not, not sure. I, how, if, mm. I'm not sure if that's how it played out in the novel, but I think that's how I do it. If I was going to do it as a film adaptation of that ending, and I, I'd be pretty happy with that. This fall into a second ending, like a fourth act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of. I, I like the idea of this movie keeping with the no deaths because it. Uh, I do too, but it's not like a murder. It's like an accident. Sure. That you know what? That's actually fair. It's like something happened, and he like like falls they don't, off. They don't kill the him, yeah. but like he gets accidentally killed. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'd like it, like a, a nice fourth act. It would also introduce like so throughout the film, it's hinted that there's some killer in the background, right? Yeah. But getting to see like an actual stalking moment, because that's what it would be. Yeah. We get a true traditional slasher moment in a movie that henceforth is not a slasher. Mm-hmm. And so since we've already had this relief of, oh, this isn't a slasher, it's all a prank, then getting a real slasher would really kill it for me, I think. Yeah, I think it could definitely work. I just You'd have to do it right, obviously. And well, yeah. We can't see it, so of course. it's all theoretical. But I think I'd be happy with that ending. I think I think if... It'd really switch stuff up because we needed an extra like 15 minutes. Yeah, it would need more time for sure. I think if... Let me put it this way. If I had not seen this and that was the ending, I would be satisfied. Oh, yeah. Right? But having seen it, I don't think I would like that ending as much. I don't know. I The way I'll put it, I think they're satisfying, but they change the movie. Yeah. Those are two different endings, and they change the tone of the movie overall. Mm-hmm. Both tones are good. Just different. Di- just different. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Because, I, I, again, I think the, the double prank, great way to I, wrap I up. I think, yeah. But I think, like, 
oh, it's a prank, but then there's an actual killer, it's also a great way to wrap up. Fair enough. It's just a very different I think that tone. cements it more into the horror, like... Yeah, that feels more like a slasher to me, if there's an actual killer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Versus this feels more like a thriller. Yeah. Like a whodunit thriller rather mm-hmm. than a slasher. Fair enough. And then there's the final ending, which I'm actually not sure if this one's real. Okay. I just heard mention of it when I was researching. All right. And so I'm not sure whether it's the research notes I had being kind of confused about that first ending I mentioned, or if this was actually a thing. But apparently there is a, another version of the ending from a revised draft of the script. Okay. In which Gip slashes Muffy's throat, uh, like we see in the very end of the movie. Okay. But it's fake. And like, then so all it's the same friends, idea. Yeah, it's the same idea as the ending. But it's Skip instead of Nan. But it's Skip instead of Nan. All Muffy's friends then make fun of her. And then it wraps up with like Skip staying on the island to help Muffy with the B&B. Huh. I don't... Huh. <clears throat> it's close. I, I almost want to say I'd like that more. Really? But I don't think it makes sense for Skip to do that. I definitely agree. I don't think it makes sense for Skip to do that. Yeah, because he was in on it the whole time. Sort of. He was the only one that he knew the most, I guess. Yeah, he knew the most. Because he had to he had to set up the stuff with Buck at the beginning. He had to do the prank on the boat, right? I think the whole thing with him staying on the island is to be like a balance for the fact that his character seems very upset that he's not inheriting stuff. Yeah. Like that is implied throughout the film. Mm-hmm. That's why the the idea that he's going to murder his sister for money. Yeah. feels natural. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea that like he stays on the island is the film's way of wrapping up everything in a nice bow of, well, actually, he's learned to love his sister and he's going to work together with her. Yeah. Which I think is a nice ending. Yeah. I like the Nan one better. I do too. Because it it gives purpose to the character. Yeah. Right? Like, it's not just a... Uh, the character needs it. It mm-hmm. shows character... I would say almost say character development. Oh, yeah. Because it's like... At she's first, super she's serious throughout the film. She's not into the pranks at all. Oh, yeah. She's... She does not like them. Mm-hmm. And for her to commit a prank is showing that she's becoming more in more lighthearted, more a part or, of the group. Or vindictive. Or vindictive. Either way. I also like the Nan ending more because she's like an outsider throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And she does this like secondary prank by herself. Yeah. And at least from my understanding of this other ending, it seems more like a group prank on Muff. Yeah. I like they know. convinced Skip to do it. And they don't know Skip either, so that seems a little bit odd that it's like yeah. this group prank. I think that's my least favorite out of the three proposed endings. Yeah, I think I agree. I do like the idea of everyone making fun of Muffy, though, because that is good to like wrap it up with a haha, gotcha on Muffy. Yeah. But I think my first is the mm. because we can see it, my first is the current ending. I think so too. I think for me too, yeah. Um, my second is the booked ending, but very specifically the version I proposed. Fair enough. Third is the, the alt ending. See, the alt ending is number two. Where for Skip me. just kills. Yeah. And Num- then. Yeah. The the one where Skip plays a prank is my least favorite. Same. All right, so uh, this is when everyone can come back now. Hey, everybody. If you skipped, welcome back. There we go. All right. Uh, We're back. Yeah, welcome back. We, if you don't want spoilers, no more here. No more spoilers. Well, we'll try. Well, yeah, I'm going to try really hard. We are done talking about the very end of this film. Yep. Hopefully. I hope so. So here's a good question for you, Bob. Sure. Would you consider this a slasher film? Even though its violence is heavily toned down, it is there. It doesn't show a lot of people dying. No, it shows very, very, very. It very implies little. their death, and it then implies, you find their corpses, and then you find their corpses. But there is basically a lot removed. Mm-hmm. Would you consider it a slasher? Yeah, yeah, I would for sure. I don't know. I I felt like this was more of a thriller. You seen Black Christmas? 
Yeah. How many kills you see in that one? I, a couple. Two. Yeah. How many you see in this one? Zero. They all happen off screen. There's got to be one that happens in the movie. No. They all happen off screen. Every single one? Yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. I guess they, they do all happen, happen off, off screen. screen. I guess I hadn't thought about that. I think it's. I'd more, still consider it a slasher. I think it's more of a thriller mystery. It's it's very obviously inspired by the tropes of a slasher genre. Yeah, because you do get some really cool shots of the killer skulking around. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, if I we'll get into this in a second. If I was expecting a slasher movie mm-hmm. like Friday the Thirteenth, and I went to see this, I would have been disappointed. Mm, like this is a good film, and we are more accepting of like plays on genres nowadays. Yeah. But in the 80s, like if I just finished watching Friday the 13th Part 2 and I went to go see this new holiday slasher movie and it was this, where it's more of a, a whodunit thriller movie, I might have been kind of disappointed. Yeah, I don't know. I guess, I don't know. I'd still consider it a slasher because it, it feels very, there's tropes there, but it, it does feel a lot more like just a stalking killer kind of mystery thing because we see the setup for the kill oh, and you know what it the feels body like. finding. It feels like Terror Train. Yeah, but a Terror Train's also kind of like a mystery whodunit. It is, but I would still consider that a slasher. Barely. Really? Yeah. I would consider that one more a slasher than this one. This one had less score than Terror Train. Yeah, and Terror Train didn't have a lot. And we didn't even get to hear a cool line like shovels must have got them both. (laughs) That wasn't shovels. That was the dude. (laughs) Yeah, that was uh, Ben Johnson's character. Yep. So, I don't don't know. know. I... I think I would. But I mean, I called it a slasher throughout this, so I definitely throw it into the slasher category. Yeah. However, if I wanted to watch a slasher, this is not the movie I'd go and see. Fair you enough. Know? If Fair I wanted enough. to see a thriller or like maybe a whodunit murder mystery, mm-hmm. this is a movie I'd want to see. Yeah. It's you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel like I it fits into one better. If I if I really need to, I can scram it into the the slasher category. But the thing is, it has a lot of the tropes of a slasher. The tropes. But not the follow through. But yeah, because yeah, I guess you don't really see anything um, too crazy. I think I know the reason you don't see anything too crazy. Mm, interesting. Okay. It's because of how crazy like the MPAA and stuff was going. What was this? Eighty six. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's, it's just on the the crest of like all the Friday Thirteenth movies and Halloween movies, and basically they were going crazy with gore mm-hmm. and like really really censoring hard. So the film. Rather than, like, film it and have to censor really hard. Yeah, or completely seen, cut it. You haven't seen Friday the 13th, like, 3 and 2 and stuff like that. No, I haven't. Or any of them, really. But, like, some of those movies from this era, you can watch, like, the director's cuts versus the theatrical. And the theatrical has about as much gore as this movie. Because they got they got so heavily, like, slashed that down. That sucks, man. Versus, like, the actual one. Mm-hmm. It's a lot better. Yeah. I will say Friday the 13th has more gore than this movie. Fair enough. But, like, the most score in the cut versions are kind of like the eyeball stuff mm-hmm. with Buck. Yeah. So, you know, that's I'm... kind of a thing. Also, cool thing this movie did, for certain events, like, we say there's that prank at the beginning, right? Yeah. Uh, with Arch and uh, Skip, Skip, right? yeah. Which involves Skip getting stabbed in the stomach. With his knife, yeah. And they think Skip dies, right? Yeah. It's very bloody. Mm-hmm. They are getting, They are able to get away with showing that, even though it would normally get slashed at being too bloody, because they go, it's just a prank, bro. It's true. It is just a prank. And so they use that technique in this film to get away with stuff. Mm, that makes sense, yeah. That they normally wouldn't. Uh, but th- that's why I think it was pretty light on gore. Yeah. I mean, also, like, if it was more heavy on the gore, it kind of changes the tone of the movie. Yeah. Like, I, I would say this is lighthearted for a slasher. Well, yeah, because, again, I think 
it can fit in the slasher genre, but I think it's more of a murder yeah. mystery. Mostly because all of the pranks happening and stuff on top of like <laughs> yeah. the kills. Like, it just... And everyone's pretty funny. Yeah. They're oh, goofy God. Some of them kids. are so funny. So, kind of going into this, the director claims that the film's poor box office, mm-hmm. which, let's be honest, this was a poor box office. It was enough to pay for the film, but that is not good. Yeah, fair enough. 13 mil? Yeah. You paid for it, but that's basically all you did. You really didn't make a profit. Yeah. So the director thinks that the poor box office was due to Paramount not knowing how to like release the film as anything other than a typical slasher movie, and this led to audience disappointment. I think I agree. Yeah, I could see it. Because I've, I've watched some of the pro- promotional material. Mm-hmm. This thing sold like it's Friday the 13th. Really? Like you're going to see a Jason, and it's going to be like a, oh... Hmm. Interesting. If if you saw promotional material like that, and that's all you knew about this film, would you be disappointed? If you were expecting a hatchet and got this? Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. That's fair. So, the question I, I guess I want to ask here is, how would you have, like, promoted this movie? That's so hard. Mm-hmm. Because if you, mm, see, if, ah, <laughs> we've run into an impasse, Benjamin. If you promote it in any other way, it doesn't work. I think. Also, uh, fun note here. Don't watch the trailer for this movie. It does the thing that a lot of trailers do, where it has clips from very late parts of the movie that oh, if like you're smart enough... part of the movie? Spoil things if you're very, very attention... Ah, I see. Now, this I don't think they could have promoted it any other way. I think they could have. Do you actually? Because yeah. I really don't. I think if you kind of promoted this as a... Not necessarily like... Maybe a murder mystery, but more of a a bunch of friends go to an island and things start to go wrong, you know? Yeah, but because I guess it could work. Like, But less like a murder mystery and more like a thriller. Because the setup for everything is Skip dies, but they don't know how, but we know he's been drinking. So yeah. you could sell the promotional material like a bunch of friends find out that one of their friends is missing, possibly dead, and now they have to figure it out. Yeah. If you sold it as that, and I was expecting like, oh, a bunch of people trying to figure out what happened to their friend, and then I see it's like a, a murder mystery where people get picked off one by one, I'd be happy with that. That'd be a change I wouldn't be too upset with. Fair enough. I just don't really know how you'd promote that in like in material, I guess. You just do a different trailer where it sells more of a thriller. Versus yeah, I'm just trying slasher. to think of like how to package that. You know what I mean? I was more asking, like, what would you... Because it sold it as a slasher. What mm-hmm. what genre would you sell this as? I would sell it as like a thriller or a murder mystery. I mean, yeah. I would say it's more that than it is a slasher, but I think it would have done better. It probably would have performed better. And I can see, like, how people were disappointed going into it if you were going... Like, I haven't seen Halloween 2 or Friday the 13th. Or really the Or not, sorry, not Halloween 2. Friday the 13th or ha- Friday the 13th Part 2. So I don't have any basis for slashers other than Michael or Black Christmas, I guess. And I, I would be, I would say I would be disappointed if I came into this expecting a slasher and got this, but not in a bad way. Like it's not. No, I would be happy with this film. It, it would, it wouldn't meet my expectations of a slasher. I just for the been period, upset. right? Yeah, and I think we're a lot more comfortable with stuff like this now. Yeah, especially because we got like meta movies that play with genres. Ugh, Scream. Do you not like Scream? No, I've heard Six is very, very meta. Oh yeah, probably. Like uber meta, and some people have been complaining about it. <laughs> So we kind of talked about this one. You like the whole April Fool's themed horror movie. Yes. Right? It's because fu- it, it's fun. It's funny and fun, and it leads to interesting scenarios that you wouldn't get if it was not an April Fool's yeah. movie. Do you think it's a it's a good holiday to tell a horror movie on? Absolutely. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. At uh, least this movie does a really good job. A lot of gotcha kind of stuff you could do. Yeah, and I'm just a, f- I'm a fan of goofy things. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, you can do a bunch of fun pranks in the background. Exactly. I think... 
it's very easy though to make a cheap April Fool's sure movie. completely fair but I don't think that this one did and that. so you no but I think you have to be very careful because <clears throat> if you throw in too many then it becomes too gimmicky and cheesy too gimmicky and cheesy but you have to have enough to where it feels yeah. that you can feel it. I think this holiday works very well with the idea of this could be a horror movie. However, it's a very dangerous line where this becomes super gimmicky and not good. Yeah, like uh, and all holiday movie horror movies are like that. Yeah, but like a horror Christmas movie when it's cheesy and not good, it's like oh, I can still watch this. Yeah, if this was horrible and cheesy, I, don't I think couldn't I could have done watch it. it. I couldn't have because it's it. such a less exciting holiday. Yeah, I mean uh, that's why how I feel about the. When we watched The Leprechaun, like, that's how I feel about that. Like, it's yeah. it's too far. They've gone too far. And there's no, like, actual holiday there keeping me invested. No, there's not. All right, so last one. All right. Last thing for me today. Mm-hmm. If they were to remake this movie. Oh, Lord. Like, nowadays. Okay. And it was, like, a true theatrical remake. Would you like to see it? Would you like to see this movie remade, like, true to the script? Nah. In the modern day? Nah. No? Mm-mm. You just like this one? I'm good. I'm good. This is this is perfect for me personally because I I'm gonna say it now. Most of the remakes I've heard about have not been very good or not worthy of even being remade. Right? This movie is very good. I think it. There are things about it that you could change, but I am perfectly okay with what I have now. I am mm-hmm. content. I guess what I'm trying to say is, if they did a good job with this, would you like to see like not a scene for scene, but a pretty accurate remake? I would watch it if they released it. Mm-hmm. But it's not something that I want them to do, I guess. I'm not I'm not pro, but I'm not anti either. Okay. It's more of a thing of like, this is a good movie and it captures the essence of the holiday well while also maintaining being a horror movie. And that is a very hard thing to balance. And I think if you took that and gave it to a modern director or writer, they would could really fuck it up. They could. I don't know. I, I, I'd be interested in seeing this film remade. I think it could be really interesting, especially with the modern technology that you could throw at the pranks and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, See, that could be really cool. That isn't even what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about the fact that I thought this was a pretty decent film. Yeah. I liked it. I like it. It's good. I thought it was pretty good. It's It has no mention, basically, ever, anywhere. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, because it didn't do good, and it was forgotten about. Because, like I said... And that sucks. It was marketed poorly, and that sucks. And so I think, A, not a lot of people know it, so I think you could remake it, and do a movie that's very similar to this original, really keep a lot of the tonal stuff the mm-hmm. same. Yeah. And I, not only do I think modern audiences would like it, but they also wouldn't feel like it's something they've seen before. Fair enough. And I think it would also shine light on this movie. Mm-hmm. So I think I'd be okay with seeing a modern remake. Yeah, I think it'd be fine. Like you said, you can do a lot more stuff with technology nowadays, I which think is I'd super be cool. to see what pranks they would put in. Also, like, how do I put this? Because... Like, I'm more aware of what this film was trying to be. Yeah. I think you can take advantage of certain, like, pranky stuff when you make the movie. For instance, you know the Clue movie, right? Yeah. Do you know the super cool thing it did in theaters? No. It released alternate endings in different theaters by area so that it was a different killer. No way! And I think That's so fucking cool! A setup like this where it's a, it's a whodunit movie. Yeah. Like a murder mystery whodunit movie but also, like, an April Fool's movie, you could set up, like, maybe alternate endings. That would be really cool, actually. That play in That's different That's genuinely theaters. a good idea. I guess what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of potential in this film. Not For necessarily sure. as a franchise, but as a, maybe a soft reboot or something. Yeah. Where it's, like, a Muff's demented, like, granddaughter. Oh, my God. She's come um, back. She's returned. But I don't know. I, I think this is a film franchise that could be taken and really just done very well, I think, in the modern day with 
a good director who kind of got the I think you have to maintain the, the tone and spirit of the original cuz if um, you don't I don't think it would do well or be very good. And you know, I'm always super iffy on remakes or soft reboots, but uh, yeah, we haven't watched a remake on the show yet. But uh, some of them are very good. Yeah. And this is one of those ones where I think it has a lot of potential. I don't think it's overdone. Yeah. So I'd be interested in seeing it. And I was just Yeah, I mean if here. they were if they were to release it, I would go watch it probably because I I'd be excited if I heard. Yeah, same. That's just me. Because I like this movie. You yeah, know? I I like this movie. I don't think it gets a lot of recognition. So it I definitely think, deserves it. To I be think honest. I think it'd be fun more same. so than a lot of the remakes and soft reboots we're getting. Like I really love Candyman. I didn't want to see that get remade. Yeah, that the first movie is perfect. It's great. We need to watch that. This one, I could see some stuff being improved. Sure, I could see you doing something very different. Yeah, uh, there's a ton of cool gimmicks I could see in the modern day playing with the whole idea of April Fools. Mm-hmm. For sure. Let's do it. Not us. We're poor and we're no, bad at movies. Yeah. But nah. someone. Get someone can make it. I'm sure you could get the rights from Paramount very cheap. Oh, I'm sure they don't make any fucking movie on keeping the rights to this thing. So I'm sure they would gladly sell you the rights to it because it's more Especially money than they make. Well, they wouldn't sell it. Sell it. They'd probably still make money, you know? Oh, yeah. That's all I got. All right. So I guess let's go to recommendations. That's the order we do this in, right? Yeah. It's recommendations, then our review? Yeah. Okay. What? I, what? Just making sure. It's been a week, my guy. Come on. Just... I get very confused. <laughs> also very tired. Fair enough. It's going on it's 11.30. Yeah. I went to bed at 3, woke up at 8, but there was a time change. The time change scared the piss <laughs> so out of me, I, dude. I technically went to bed at 4. Jesus Christ. Okay. I would recommend this movie for... I think this is a fantastic movie to watch with friends. Oh, yeah. This movie is so fun. Especially if they've never seen it before. Exactly. That's my thing. If you've never seen this movie... And it's a small enough movie that you don't have to worry about your friends having seen it. Exactly. Unless they're like nerdy horror people who listen to this podcast because they're great. Go watch it. Exactly. I would say you could get a group of like 10 people together... Get drunk and watch this movie, you'd have a fucking blast. I don't even think you need to be drunk. No, but, but I mean, it helps. If you got a bunch of friends together, I think, and just like started like betting on who, yeah, who it was. This is such a good movie for. It's stuff so like lighthearted that. that you can have that fun tone of "I bet it was that one," or "I think that person's gonna die next." Yeah, it. You can have a lot of fun. I think this is a great movie for friends. Mm-hmm. I think. And honestly, like, this is one of those ones where I think after you leave, I'm probably just going to go buy the Blu-ray. Yeah. Uh, Blu-ray just came out. Like, 2020. Really? Like, it was just, it was a cheap movie on shitty DVDs and double features. And I think it was Scream Factory. Scream Factory does a bunch of Blu-rays. They pick up, like, movies that wouldn't get Blu-rays otherwise. Yeah. And they they did my, the Halloween 2 Blu-ray I own was Scream Factory. Yeah. Well, they pick up actually good stuff now, but like and fucking My Bloody Valentine. Yeah, that was also Scream Factory. They pick up smaller movies that haven't done well. Yeah, and wouldn't normally get a Blu-ray, but they did one in like 2020. Apparently, it has a bunch of stuff with the cast that hasn't existed before. Like that's so cool. About it that's so cool. I'll, I will definitely be buying this one. Off topic, I would recommend this movie for if you're looking for a movie that's not like really scary or gory. Yeah, but you kind of want to see a horror movie with your friends. Mm-hmm. Usually, people go the slashers. I wouldn't recommend this movie as a slasher, but if you're kind of looking for that genre of like a fun horror movie that's not going to scare you too much, a lot of fun. Yeah. Additionally, if you're looking for like a whodunit thriller murder mystery thing, yeah, I think this hits all those boxes. It checks, but all it's the funny boxes for me. Yeah. So that's really my real me- recommendation. And Highly again, agreed. I think it works really well if you have friends, you want to be drinking a little bit, just having a good kind of fun, relaxed attitude. Yeah. It's not a movie where you feel bad after watching it. <laughs> 
No, you just feel like, oh, that was really fun. Yeah, it was, it's just fun. I, Let's go do something fun. Yeah. Rating? Ooh, here, okay, here's why I'm having a tough one. Ooh, I'm having a tough little a tough little pick on this one. Because I know what I want to give it, but I don't know if it's wor- if it is worthy. Oh. Four. Is that what you wanted to give it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Four. Why? It, it's good. It's gr- I fucking, I think, first of all, hear, hear me out, hear me out. I, I like that this movie is set with college-age kids because, A, means that it's not a bunch of fucking high schoolers. Oh, yeah. Fuck. It's more realistic it's, to have a bunch of people by themselves when they're college kids. Yes, exactly. Especially college kids who are graduating soon. Exactly. So, all of this, like... And rich college kids. Rich college kids. I couldn't do that. <sighs> Fuck no. I gotta work. <laughs> Same. I like the I like the whodunit setup. I think the pranks are funny. I think the tone of the film keeps its it keeps itself lighthearted while also maintaining the fact that there is a murderer running around killing people. And it doesn't <laughs> yeah. feel out of place. All the characters are well written, they're well acted, they're funny, they interact with each other in ways you expect. All of the prank stuff is important but also not. Like, because it sets up stuff later in the movie where people are running from the killer and the prank stuff happens again because it was established earlier. I just think this movie is such a labor of love. Love and detail. And, oh, you can tell the cast had a good time. Yeah, it's it's just a fun, it's a fun romp with friends. And I just, there's something about it where I'm just like, this is, this is a good, great movie. I just, it, it does something to my, my lizard brain that I just love. Okay. Um, I'm also giving it a four. Yeah. I was stuck between four and three and a half. I felt like it was a four. And also, the practicals we do get to see are very good. Yeah. And some uh, they're of the, not amazing, but they're they're pretty they're good. They're good. And some of the kills are really creative. Oh, yeah. Not that we get to see them. Well, there's one in particular that I'm thinking about that you know... I, the, the, in the Like, that one's good. You can't see what I just mimed to Ben. Ben doesn't understand With it. The, and then the... And then the... And then the... Uh, yeah, that oh, one is okay. good. Yeah, that, that that's was a better about. mime that I. Yeah, did. you're right. Well, I was miming the and then the. I thought you were doing the one with the. No, not that one. <laughs> okay, I would like to point out I am so much better at miming things. I did one motion and he knew what I was talking about. Fair enough. Well, but yeah, that is sign language for that thing. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think some of the kills are very creative and funny and like interesting. I don't know. I just. It has a soft spot for me because it was way better than I expected. All right. So, like I said, I'm getting it at a 4-2. Yeah. My thought process here, right, is – I don't want to say simple, but it is. Basically, it set out to be a fun holiday horror movie, right? Yeah. And I think it did that I think very it does well. that, and I think it goes beyond that. It's well-written. It's fun. Maybe it's not a slasher. Maybe they messed up there. But it is, like, a fun murder mystery of, like, people are getting murdered on the island. What the fuck's happening? Yeah. Great. I think that's a lot of fun. And so I think it definitely goes above and beyond the very simple premise it sets out for itself. Absolutely. I completely um, agree. It mixes in, like, pranks and April Fool's stuff, and it's it's great. It's one of the better holiday movies we've watched on here. For sure. Really glad we got to watch it. I was Same. super happy to see it again. I don't think it can go higher than a four. Really? Well, a five for me is basically, like, a perfect film. I think sure. we only have two fives. Ooh. The Exorcist and, for you, like Mungo. Like Mungo, yeah. Which I didn't give a five. Yeah, four and a half. Uh, nope was close with a four point five. Yeah, nope was really close for you. Which we get, I always bring up. We rated a five on the podcast, but yeah, well redacted. I I forgot we had points. <laughs> I feel really bad about that. But I don't think it'd be a five because that is, that's a super high bar, and yeah. I basically have to go. This is it. This is about as good as it gets mm-hmm. for me. Because again, it's still a little subjective. Fair, but I don't think this could have been a four point five. 
because I think there's things it could have done better. Fair. For instance, I would have liked to see more gore. Like Me too. None of the kills happen on screen. Yeah. You I wish could, they did. You could have shown some more stuff on screen. Like the eye stuff or the prank where uh, Skip gets stabbed in the stomach. Yeah. Just seeing more stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Even if it's for a split second or maybe some more like body stuff. Right now it's like we just see a head or two. Yeah. And it, that's fine. It's I guess. fine. I know why they do a head or whatever. It's also kind of cheap to do. But mm-hmm. I would have just... I would have liked to seen more more gore and like bodies. Hell, I would have liked to seen a, an actual final girl circuit. Yeah, I I think all of that would have made this feel more like it's a slasher movie. Absolutely. And even though I think this works very well as a murder mystery, and that's the genre I think this film should lean into, mm-hmm. the slasher elements are kind of what makes this lighthearted and fun. Exactly. And so I, I, think I can agree with that. Leaning into more of that stuff would have made it a 4.5. For sure, for sure. Once again, I understand why they didn't have that in there. It's not their fault, but... MPA is kind of a bitch. Once again, if we were to remake it, you know? Also, this is also just like... This is a personal preference for me. Sure. I'm going to talk about something we kind of talked about in our skippable section. Okay. We talked about alternate endings. Uh Uh-huh. I said the one that is my second favorite. Yeah. Not the one we have right now in the film. Yeah. But my second alternate ending Mm -hmm. so my favorite alternate ending we kind of went through a theoretical version of it yeah that i kind of walked through and yeah you pitched it (laughs) i think i would have liked that i think that would have elevated the film into a nicer film category yeah like from an objective sense maybe not from an enjoyment sense for everyone okay yeah yeah yeah. no i could see that like if it leaned more into like had more gore had more slashery type things and had that ending yeah, I, I think it yeah. would have been a, a better, like, rising and falling climax kind of thing. Yes, I could agree. Yeah, okay. And I, I know you prefer this from. ending and the, the tones that come with it, yeah. but I, I think it, that could have made it a better film. Fair uh, enough. I guess my point is, I think it was a four. I think it gets that, that rating pretty well deserved, but it doesn't have that little spark to give it a 4.5, and obviously a five is... It's super hard. So I don't know if an April Fool's movie could get a fucking five. That'd be crazy. I, I think it must you, be a masterpiece. You have to be pretty original to get a five. For sure. Because I think thing. that's kind of hard when you're doing something you gotta, like a holiday movie. You got to do your own thing and you got to do it so well that everyone copies you, basically. Yeah. Which is very hard to do. Um, but that's me. Yeah. So, uh, you know, let's go to the outtakes. Yeah. I guess uh, we'll see you guys in a minute. Hello everybody, welcome to the outtake section for this episode of Beware the Board. I hope you're enjoying our review of April Fool's Day so far. I think this movie is super, super, super fun. But without further ado, let's get into the first outtake. This first outtake is Ben and I reacting to Skip's prank on the ferry. The subtitles are wrong. I just don't think it just includes discursing, actually. I'll turn them off. No, it's fine. I just noticed it. Oh, yo, he's not. What the hell? Oh, my God. What a fucking dickhead. No, that's not funny. That's not funny. This next clip is my reaction to watching Buck get crushed by the fairy because of Skip's prank. Ooh. Oh. Oh my god, that's fucking gnarly! Holy shit! 
This next outtake is Ben and I's reaction to the coolest fucking chair we've ever seen. This is everything I want from a movie like this. Exactly. Got him. Oh, that's such that's a, so cool. That's awesome. That is such that a chair cool. had so cool legs. Oh, my. G oh, and look, she was turned on. By the chair? <laughs> I think by the prank. This next outtake is me getting jump scared by a cat, but also us reacting to Skip getting nabbed. Oh, cat. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, he's been nabbed. Skip got got. Skip skipped. Out of the movie. Yeah, right out. Hi everybody, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the outtakes for this episode. There were quite a few, actually. I was surprised by the number, honestly. More than two. More than two, which is, you know, sometimes Less the bar's three. low for the number of outtakes. <laughs> if a movie is not good. Anyway, do we have anything to announce this time, Ben? I mean, there's an episode next on, you know, Friday like normal. There's a Friday episode. But, fun thing is we're doing an Easter movie. Easter. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Don't be. Oh, okay. Well, that's I, for I guess you, I got you. That's for you, excited. Bob. Everyone else, you might have fun on that episode. We haven't recorded it yet, but we are doing one, and it's going to yeah. come out on Easter. So be ready for that. That's a Sunday. It is a Sunday. We've we have released an episode on a Sunday. I think so. Maybe, maybe not. I don't remember. Probably not. But uh, you know, check check that out. I guess, <laughs> or don't. Follow us on Twitter at Beware the Board. It's where I post updates about the show. Basically, if there's anything you want to know about this show, I post it on our Twitter. Every Friday, I post a link to the new episode. Every Monday, I post a spoiler for Friday's episode, so you can maybe watch the movie before we do, so you don't get anything spoiled during the movie. Very helpful for people who want to do that. Let's see, if we have polls for the show, I put those on our Twitter. I think that's everything on our Twitter. Uh, if you have any comments that you want to leave for random categories for the board, leave those in the comments. We need those. We need to get a backlog of those going so we can basically create a pool to pull from for whenever we do the next board. Sure. Also, if you have any recommendations for a movie you think we should watch, leave those in the comments so Ben can sift through it and figure out if any of those movies are worth it. Yeah. I'm sure some of them are. Um, otherwise, we do have a YouTube page. Yeah. Don't check it out. Probably where you're watching Don't this. subscribe. Okay. Don't like it. Uh, in fact, if you're listening to this on YouTube right now, leave. <laughs> Exit the tab. What is wrong with you? Benjamin, our numbers. Unsubscribe if you're already subscribed. Aw, oh, come on. April Fools. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got me. Go smash that bell. Hit that like button. Oh, Join the fun. That was very funny. Check us out on YouTube, but we also might be on Spotify at this point. I don't know. Maybe. Probably not. We might be on Spotify, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. We may be there. And if we're not, we'll be there soon. If maybe? you're listening in the future. In the future, we probably are there. You should check us out. Well, if you if we're already on there, you're probably listening to this. Yeah, I mean, if you're already listening to this on Spotify, then we're there. Or wherever you get your podcast. Yeah. So, you know. Otherwise, you know, thanks for hanging out with us today. Yeah. So, I guess we'll see you next time, everybody. 